What's up, everyone? My name is Melissa McCack, and I'm here with my brother, Justin McCack. Ayo. You're listening to Room 51. This is Roll for Thought, where we talk about some sort of topic in the board gaming universe. This week, we're talking about gateway games. What makes a game a good gateway game? All right. Yeah, so Justin, first, how would you define what a gateway game is? So to me, a gateway game is a game you want to play with people that are just joining the hobby. So if you have somebody coming into your group or people that are playing, anybody that's playing board games for the first time outside of the very, very basic ones like Monopoly, Shatido, even like things like that, this is a game that you want to show them to introduce them to what the board gaming hobby is all about kind of thing. Right. So like more modern board games. Yeah, exactly. That are good. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, we wanted to just talk a little bit about, because there's a ton of what's deemed gateway games that we kind of feel might not actually be gateway games. When you sit down to play it, you feel like, you know what? I don't think I could teach this to, my father who doesn't play any games, you know? Um, for example, we were talking about this off podcast, Seven Wonders. So Seven yes. Wonders is thought of to be like a great gateway game. I don't know, because I don't think that I could just sit down with my two parents who do not really play games and teach them Seven Wonders. I think that would actually be a little bit too much. I think it's a notch above gateway games what do you think justin yeah i definitely agree so seven wonders in my opinion has a little too much going on for it to be seen as a good gateway game first problem with it just right off the bat honestly i don't know if card drafting is even a great gateway mechanic because i i can see seven wonders being good a good gateway game to just the card drafting mechanism, but I would still rather that this person has played some other gateway games beforehand. I think that the card drafting mechanism alone, I think that people that haven't really played, you know, game games are really ready for card drafting a lot of times. I think that it's an odd form of decision making that people aren't really used to. Okay. I think that might be true. However, I think that if Seven Wonders was a little more stripped down, card drafting wouldn't be a humongous problem. I think it'd be cool to show somebody a card drafting game. Something like maybe, I haven't quite played it, but Sushi Go or Sushi Go Party. It has the card drafting mechanic, and it's, I think, light enough for people to get a handle on. I haven't played I it, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, mm -hmm. I, I think that Seven Wonders is the lightest card drafting game I've played, so I might be biased then in that sense. Is I think by far, like Seven Wonders and Bunny Kingdom, like Bunny Kingdom, I definitely don't think is gateway, but Seven Wonders, I can see people arguing that's gateway. I personally just found that teaching somebody who's brand new to board games card drafting alone is kind of an odd thing for them to get around their head. I think. Possibly. I don't know how much I agree with that. I think mostly with Seven Wonders, it's 
the mixture of so many different things. You have car drafting, you have resource management. You, you're telling people that you have these resources that you are spending, but you're not actually giving it away. And people are like, what? And <laughs> then just explaining how science works in that game. Yeah, I agree. There's That's why for me, I mean, car drafting was just the base for me, but the big aspect there's too much going on in seven wonders you have to worry about your military you have to worry about the different resources you uh can mm -hmm. use there's buildings that give you victory points there's too many things that give you victory points and there's like just too many paths to victory for a brand new board gamer like i said if you played a couple of gateway games beforehand i think you're ready for seven wonders but if you are brand new i think that's going to be overwhelming I agree. I think that is one of the big things too, right? The different paths or different objectives to be looked at, right? With the science, the military, the civil, uh, the civilization or civil, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. You something like then Takanoko, right? This is another game that we were talking about, right? Where a lot of times you kind of feel like, oh, Takanoko, it's light, it's breezy, anybody could get into it, right? And then you sit down to teach it to somebody, and you're like, okay. Never mind. There's way too much going on with the called irrigation channels. But then uh, to build off of what you were saying with the different objectives, right? There's three different objectives. You got the panda eating stuff, the gardener planting things, and then creating formations with the, the tiles. Yes. Three very different objectives. I think that people aren't quite used to having so many different objectives. Right. And to kind of bring it back to our original question, what makes a game a good gateway game? I think what we're trying to say just is you want the path to victory to be fairly clear and not have it feel very overwhelming on what you can do to earn victory points or however you can win the game. I think you want it to be pretty like very clear when it's going to be a gateway game for first-time gamers. I think that that's why something like Ticket to Ride is a really great gateway game because it really just has the one objective. You're connecting routes. People are used to that. The There's not very many rules in the game. It's definitely not rules-heavy. You could teach it in about five to 10 minutes, which a lot of times that's what people are looking for, right? Especially people who are just kind of used to maybe something like Uno. You could teach Uno in about five minutes. That's what people <laughs> want. Yeah. So Ticket to Ride has that as well, where it's got the one objective, just a couple of rules, and you could get right into it. Yeah, and if you look at a game like Catan, the objective's clear. First person to 10 victory points wins. And there's three ways that you can get victory points from your buildings largest army largest road mm -hmm. i think largest road and the buildings are very easy for people to get their head around and if they're not getting the largest army aspect very easy for them to ignore it i don't think that anybody will feel like they're missing a piece of the game if they don't fully understand the largest army i agree and also though all three of those i guess different objectives have to do with the same thing. You're still, you're building something. That's it. Yes, exactly. Something, yeah, something like Takenoko, uh, those three objectives, they're very different. One is growing, one is eating, one is placing tiles. 
Seven Wonders, the objectives, they all come from drafting your cards, but they really don't have anything to do with each other. And then you even throw in the aspect of the army decision-making of you want to have more than your neighbors, but it's also not that bad if you have less. Like, yeah, it's. I think Seven Wonders, it's just a little too tricky. And Tato, it's a little too tricky when you just have too much going on for a new player. I think another good one is Sentry, uh, Spice Road or Golem Edition. We have the Golem Edition. Way better looking. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so Sentry, um, whichever one you have, again, it's sort of the same objective, right? Like you're, you're gaining gems and that's it. You, you just have these cards. Again, it's another game you could teach very quickly. We played, or I played it with our father, who doesn't really play games and also uh, doesn't speak English all that well. So Sentry was just great because there's no text on the cards or anything. And I was able to explain it to him in English how to play this <laughs> game, okay? And he was able to grasp it. He beat me because I'm terrible at board games. But that was the other cool thing. I think that's another thing that makes a great gateway game. Somebody who not only is able to grasp the rules of the game, but also understand the strategy of the game and able to actually win. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that just now. That is extremely important because you don't want a gateway game to feel like, all right, after your first playthrough, I need to play it again because I finally understand the strategy now that the game is over. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be a turnoff to a lot of people. People want to understand the strategy and get what they're playing for. They do not want to be confused the whole time, especially when it's their first real board game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. that. I think that is huge because they also... People want to feel like they're good at it. That's another thing, right? Where a lot of times I'll teach new folks a game. Um, or when I say new folks, I mean people who are new to gaming. They're not used to losing, I guess. Because when I play a game with them and it, if it turns out that I actually win, um, they don't like that very much. They want to feel <laughs> like I could have won or they actually did win. They, it just makes them like the game better. That's just how it is. Not that I'm saying that you should let people win. But I think that the game should allow for them to feel like they understood it enough to the point where they could have won and they know they could do better. And still want to play again because now they feel like, all right, let's do it again. I know I could win it this time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, a gateway game once that hits the table and it's your first time playing it, you kind of you need to at least kind of understand the path to victory and really feel like throughout the game you had a chance. Exactly. If you just feel like you're gonna get stomped, it's nowhere near as much fun. Right, right, and that's the whole. I guess that's the ultimate point, right? The gateway game is supposed to hook them because now we're talking about drugs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, exactly. <laughs> But it does sound like that we're talking about gateway and everything. Um, oh yeah, I'm we're... trying to push board games on. We're people. pushing. We're pushing board yep. games, and it actually becomes something like an addiction. Almost like let's play again. You know. Um, oh yeah, we only we only have gateway games to drag people in so we can tell our collection. Just, <laughs> that's what we just sell it to the new gamers. It's exactly yes, yes. 
It's actually a hustle. That's what we're doing. It's disgusting. We gamble. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Okay, great. Let's cut that, actually. <laughs> let's just... <laughs> let's just cut this whole podcast yeah from the top <laughs> yeah and the other thing i, I last thing i actually want to say about uh, gateway games is gateway does not mean you have to stop playing them after you started playing heavier board games generally a good gateway game is still going to be fun even when you've played a lot heavier board games yeah, that is another good point. I think a, another aspect of a great gateway game is one that even gamers who like heavier games can sink their teeth into that and have fun playing with these newer players. Absolutely. Or even just having fun playing them with non-new gamers. Oh, for sure. Right? I mean, we've played TI4 and Titan with the exact same group. and Exactly, and had a awesome. ton of fun, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that was another really good point. All right. Well, that was another Roll for Thought. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Melissa McCack. Let us know what you think on Twitter and Instagram. What do you think makes a gateway game a good one? You've been listening to Room 51. See you next time. Oh, that was terrible. Well, it wasn't that bad. It was okay. Yeah.